Oh yeah, we're doing it live. You're listening to the Julio from New York Show 2.0, episode 135, Love Surround Sound. Recorded live on Monday, May 4th, 2020. May the 4th be with you all. This here is my audio diaries where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. Today's episode will be all about the stuff I've been doing, nothing going on in the news, or at least I haven't been looking, and of course, a very decent amount of uh, entertainment chunk, and uh, much, much more. Heart and soul of New York City. So if you like what you're listening to, sit back and, uh, you know, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, uh, there are plenty of podcasts out there for you to listen to, uh, but that's what we'll be talking about as soon as the music stops. And welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm your host, Julio from New York. This is episode 135, recorded live on the 4th of May on a Monday, recording earlier than normal, trying to catch up to the previous week and a half that I didn't record. And um, yeah, I have the time to do it, so might as well take advantage. So I don't know if you can tell the difference in sound quality or the editing or the, the theme, how loud the theme music was while I was talking on it. But I'm trying out the Ferret Pro, uh, which is, of course, means I'm using my iPad Pro to record this. I'm not using the Mac. I want to test out my iPad Pro in terms of trying to use it like a computer again. I have the time to experiment, so I figured why not give it a shot because I, I do want to use my iPad Pro a little more just to justify the, the amount of money I spent on it and the fact that it can do a lot of the things that my Mac can do, and it's a lot easier to put away and set up and so on and of course i um and with the whole side view thing i can have my show notes right in front of me on the same screen as i'm looking at the ferret software record my show and all that stuff and i'm gonna you know see how it works on post and all that good stuff but anyways um i did forget to mention something in the previous episode yeah so you know sad trombone i um I, I got to enjoy uh, the Keith and the Girl weekend via the Zoom app. So, as you know, there's a podcast out there called Keith and the Girl. And every year, around April 15th, uh, Keith Malley, the host of the show, celebrates his birthday. And they do a whole weekend extravaganza. And, of course, with the whole, with the whole COVID-19 situation happening, that whole, that whole weekend got canceled. At least it's normal rendition of it. So, this time around... They decided to do everything all virtually. So they had like a uh, on, uh, they had a roast on Thursday, on Friday they had um, this this game that Henda plays called Silent Trailers, where she tries to describe the uh, the movie trailer, and then people have to guess what she's trying to figure out. Then they have a uh, it was uh, I think it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So Friday was the roast uh, on the fifteenth, his birthday. Then, then they, they had the silent trailers one, and then of course was last weekend with Bianca, where she summarizes the the weekend, the the week I should say, in her own fashion, which is very snarky and and fun, and and having everyone else's uh, input on the weekend. So it was a it was a fun weekend. This is my first Keith and the Girl 
weekend that I got to enjoy fully. I've I've gone to at least one other stand-up that he did on a April 15th and I probably went to another one of the actually I did the that the I did go to a ro- the original Keaton Girl roast that's on you can buy it from their store and uh, I think there was a karaoke night. So okay, I uh, I I I've gone to another Keaton Girl weekend, not the full of not the full weekend, but a part of it and this time I got to experience the whole thing from the comfort of my home. So I think that's what made it a lot easier for me to do so. That was uh, something I forgot to mention in last week's episode, in the last episode, I should say. And uh, I'm, I'm bringing it up now. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's see. So I deleted all my social networks from my phone and my iPad because in this whole new world of uh, social isolation and social distancing, and trying to keep close, um, keep in contact with, you know, your friends and loved ones in a long distance fashion via FaceTime or phone calls or text messaging or other versions. It just further put the mic- the, the spotlight or, or the telescope or the microscope or however you want, or it, it further magnified the, the, uh, not separation, but the social the disconnect, the social dis, the emotional and social disconnect of my interaction, my personal interactions in social networks. Because you, you know, you, you're on Twitter. You you write your tweets. You reply to people, and sometimes they reply back or they just like it, and it sort of simulates a form of interaction. But in reality, there's nothing going on except people trying to get your attention and you're not really getting any meaningful connections. No one's really, I mean, they call them social networks, but there's nothing really social going on um, in in the way that I would, in the way that I understand socializing, which is like, you know, making friends. You're not making friends. You're just, you're not even making connections because it's just people that you're communicating in some bizarro way. But there's no real relationship there. And uh, Reddit especially was was bad in, was was uh, bad in that way because there's a lot of these subreddits where you uh, where you have like you need a friend or r and r, which is reddit reddit uh, to reddit. you know you know it's basically personal ads. you know people asking to make friendships or or more intimate connections. And I'm replying to a bunch of them and I made my own, I posted my own and nothing has really panned out from that. It, it only made me feel lonelier and empty and uh, sort of uh, worthless. And then you have uh, these other subreddits or, or Twitter posts of, of people like showing how great their lives are. And it just makes you uh, self-evaluate and put your life on a microscope in your own self with your own negative thoughts and it makes you feel less and less of a person compared to these other people who are having these amazing lives in these uh, social network postings you know these these manufactured relationships and in the in the midst of all of that i am feeling like the connect the few casual connections i've had with people from work uh, and so on are actually becoming a little more meaningful. There, I've made a couple of, like I said, I had a couple of cast cast uh, nights where we got to see a movies together, and we're talking to each other more. We're divulging more of our lives, and those friends, those are there seems to be actual friendships forming, 
And so I rather funnel my energy in those directions in, the, in, that, in that direction versus uh you know putting wasting it away on, on social networks and of course this podcast which is sort of similar in in the fact that i'm you know speaking to the ether i'm recording it and i'm throwing it out there for anyone to see or not see or to listen or not listen it's sort of the same kind of concept but in reality it's not completely because i'm really not expecting anything from this this is more just for me to get this off my chest and I, I find it therapeutic. It's a great hobby. I get to play with these toys, this microphone, my uh, roadcaster, my iPad, and I feel creative. I feel like I'm doing some kind of artwork in a sense. Uh, I'm making, I'm making something out of it. It's, it's productive. And so I'm liking it a lot. I'm liking this a lot more. I mean, this is a lot more um, rewarding than, than the communication or, or the engagement that I've had in social networks. Dating apps are no better either. Cause like, you know, OkCupid, Tinder, Hinge is the new one I'm trying out. Nothing's really panning out with those. So it's just, I'd rather funnel that energy elsewhere instead of those things, because those endeavors, that's the word I was looking for, endeavors. Those endeavors are just, uh, fruit, uh, they're fruitless and pointless and a waste of my time. And I'm not gaining anything from it except more uh negative emotions <laughs> so i'm going to try to deviate from that course of action and you know hedge my bets on these other things that seem to be more uh lasting and realistic so what else is going on with my life i uh, i ordered a standing desk from um, i forget the name of the company veridesk i think it's the name of the company i'll put a link in the show notes but as you know, I am staying at home and I'm doing a lot of sitting on my butt all day to do trainings and, 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 and hopefully soon I'll be working from home. So that being said, sitting on my butt is, you know, living that sedentary life is not good for my, for me health wise. And I'm starting to get some of the, uh, it's, it's, it's starting to have a toll on my body. I'm, I'm having these lower back issues every morning, my tailbone, especially is, is you know it's all sore and stuff me no like so so i i ordered this uh standing desk and as well as a, a little mat to keep me my legs in motion so that it will simulate movement and just get me just keep me energetic and you know using my body and and, and instead of just like idling by and, and getting uh, atrophy <laughs> So yeah, and as I mentioned, I think I mentioned this already as I was talking about my iPad. I got, I did order the uh, the new iPad Magic Keyboard, the iPad Pro Magic Keyboard. So my iPad's gonna even be more like a desktop slash laptop with that whole floating mechanism with the um, iPad magnetized to it. And uh, yeah, so that's another reason why I'm doing this whole ferret thing because I, I want to get in the hang of it and just see how it feels and stuff. And I'm kind of liking the setup so far. I have my show notes right in front of me as well as the app and I'm seeing my levels and everything. And I'm hearing myself clearly in the headphones. So I know what I'm doing and stuff. So it's really good. And I'm always forgetting to use the, uh, the applause thing during the greeting, but whatever I'll, I'll eventually remember, <laughs> as I mentioned in the intro, I'm not doing any news chunk. 
I haven't been paying attention. I don't care for it. And uh, but I do ha I do have a lot of entertainment stuff. So let's get right on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's see. I um, I just actually today finished watching episodes five and six of the Last Dance documentary about the uh, the Bulls doing their second three-peat and the, that final year. And of course, it it keeps backtracking to the beginning of of Michael Jordan's career with the Bulls towards uh, towards that last year and and so forth. And it's a very, I mean, I lived through most of that. Um, I mean, I was alive during that whole time, but I experienced a lot of that uh, Bulls era basketball because I was a big Chicago Bulls fan during that time when I was in high school and in college. And I, um, yeah, I, I that was my team. Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman were my favorite players as well as John Paxson. And um, uh, Steve Kerr was a pretty decent three-point shooter. Uh, Dennis Rodman was an amazing rebounder. Pippen I like too. I mean, obviously, you have to give respect to Michael Jordan. He was the greatest player in the league. Uh, probably, arguably, the best, uh, greatest player of all time. A lot of people are now putting uh, Kobe Bryant and LeBron James in that category. You know, everyone has their uh, their goat, so to speak. Mine was uh, Michael Jordan. I still think that. Um, especially because of the things that he did. In that time period, not not a lot of people can uh, can argue uh, his accolades, his um, accomplishments. So uh, so yeah, this this documentary has been going on every Sunday. There's two episodes. I started watching it last week because I, I completely forgot that it was happening, or at least I didn't know about it. I found out through the twitters, which I'm now avoiding. Um, but at least one last good bit of news came from it, which was this documentary. And so as of last week, uh, there was four episodes available. So I binged through all of that in one day. And I am now, and then today was episodes five and six. So there are four more episodes to go. And uh, I highly recommend it, even if you're not a sports fan. If you are a sports fan, by all means, you have to watch this to relive this amazing moment in basketball history. This was during the the prime of the NBA. This is when they really blew up, when they became this giant conglomeration. And Michael Jordan was a huge part of that whole building of that, uh, fran of that, uh, yeah, of that franchise and making it the number one sport in America and very popular around the world as well. Um, so I definitely recommend it just for that aspect. If you're a Chicago Bulls fan, obviously you want to, there's that nostalgia of living through it. And if you just like documentaries about flawed people and and like the rise and fall and all that other stuff this has that too so it's, it's a great documentary i love it apparently ken burns has an issue with it i, I saw like a, a headline about it but i haven't actually read the article so i'm going to look into that and probably talk about it in the next episode uh what else uh, louis ck had a special uh, uh he just released one called sincerely i i paid the eight bucks for it and saw it and i thought it was good i enjoyed it I don't know much about the whole scandal other than the best to the best of my knowledge he masturbated in front of a lot of women and a lot of people are equivocating that with um Harvey Weinstein and all these rapists but he didn't rape anyone he masturbated I mean he wasn't 
appropriate. He masturbated in front of them, so he was very deviant and rude. Uh, but I can't, I cannot equate masturbating in front of someone who can clearly just walk out the room uh, with actually forcing himself on a woman and raping them because there's no control there. You, you rape someone and, 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 and you're taking their whole ability away from them, whereas this guy is just masturbating. You can clearly just get up and walk away or, or you're not even getting up. You're, you're actually in the doorway. He's there on his bed. So he's across from you many, many feet away. You can clearly just leave. So I don't give it I don't give it the same equivocation. It's just not the same thing. That's the best of my knowledge. Um, and uh, I'm not saying it's it's right what he did, but it's not on the same level as raping somebody. It, it just isn't. That aside, uh, the, the comedy special was great. I enjoyed it. It had, had some pretty amazing moments. It, it could have obviously been better if he had the ability to practice a lot of his material because there was a bunch of other stuff that he was working on. They got released on YouTube, and and that obviously that material is not on this special. So he he uh, wrote that out. He he threw it away, and started fresh again. Um, and so had had he not lost that time of development uh, of yeah of period of developing his writing, he probably could have had a much more a much stronger set. But that aside, this was a pretty good one. Wasn't his best one, uh, from all the ones that I've I've watched. This didn't make me guffaw like crazy. Um, but I still found it funny um, all the same. Speaking of specials, there was another one that I did see, uh, I think two weeks ago, by Chris D'Elia. It just came out about two weeks ago called No Pain, uh, which was great. I totally enjoyed it. Uh, it's just him, his normal silly self, being uh, a very silly man. And the whole the whole purpose of his title is that he's not a typical comedian in that he does not have, he does not come from pain. He had a normal childhood he had a loving family. He doesn't have any really dark um, childhood trauma that developed him into the comedian that he is today. Because the whole stereotype about comedians is that you get you get your comedy from a dark place, and most people have like horrible parents, or they were abused as children, or you know, et cetera, et cetera. And him, he, or, or you know, they come from poverty and all that stuff. He came from like a middle class family. Grew up in uh, California, I believe, for the most part, but he says he's from New Jersey. Uh, his parents loved him and praised him and enabled him. He has a younger brother, so he wasn't even an only. He didn't even suffer from the only child syndrome, where he was either completely spoiled, rotten, or completely isolated from the world. So he even had a young. He even has a, a like a, a two year difference uh, younger brother, who's you know, what I'm trying to say is he's two years younger than him. So um, yeah, so that's his whole point of the show is like regardless of all that he still found a way to be a funny comedian and and he's not going to uh, feel bad about the fact that he does not have that red badge of courage that most comedians have living troubled childhoods and he doesn't do drugs either so yeah didn't have a troubled childhood didn't become a victim of drugs or he didn't fall into bad habits of drugs and he's completely okay with that so it's a pretty uh, fun special if you just want a silly laugh. I definitely recommend anything by Chris D'Elia is good. His podcast in general is also really fun. I, I listen to it occasionally. And uh, it's called Congratulations. And his show is similar to mine in that it's just him talking on the mic, spreading out his, uh, spewing out whatever's on his mind. But uh, the difference, obviously, is that he's trying to be funny. I'm not really putting any effort on being funny. I'm just being honest and unfiltered and 
I once did a comedy uh, school class. I did a five-week course, and I, I, I did have illusions, delusions of wanting to be a, a comedian back in 2009. And uh, ironically, this is uh, 11 years later, and my the whole reason why I didn't was because I was thinking it's going to take eight years for me to become a decent comic and start making money about money at it. And I did not want to devote that time. And here we are 11 years later, and I'm not really any better financially now than I was 11 years ago, other, other than the difference between now and 11 years ago is I'm divorced. I'm, I'm single. I, I was married at the time in 2009. Um, did not know four years from that point I was going to get a divorce, but here we are. Or five years from now, I should should say, because it. I mean, we we essentially, in our minds, we were done in 2013, but the legal process didn't end till 2014. So, ironically, had I decided to pursue that and put an effort into it, I, I might have been. I might be a decent comic today, but that didn't happen. Some other people uh, in my life currently have seen that five minute bit and they keep telling me yo you're good at this you should try it and and i see this video and i i cringe i think it's it's awful i mean it's my first attempt but it's making me think again that maybe i should i definitely should get back into writing i should definitely try something creatively besides this podcast because uh, obviously i have it in me to want to do more stuff creatively so I, I'm I'm thinking about doing that. So yeah, this is um, definitely food for thought and something I might do in the future. Who knows? But yeah, no, his his show is pretty cool in that he's always funny, and I'm the opposite. <laughs> I'm anti I'm the antithesis of it. Um, but lastly, I want to talk about Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Apparently, this season was only going to be twelve episodes. It might have been longer, but Corona happened, and obviously they they can't film anymore. And they probably decided to just make this the last episode instead of a mid-season finale. Like most people at 12 episodes, they usually have like a mid-season break. And then they have, you know, they go for, uh, they have a hiatus and then they come back and have another 14, 12 episodes or whatever, depending on, on the show. This time around, they just decided on a 12 episode season. And they ended it on a tearjerker. Well, every episode gives you makes you have moments of tear jerkiness uh, this time around the whole episode had me bawling my eyes out um it's a great show i love it i um i recommend it for people who love good good uh story good, good writing good dialogue good character you know pretty uh fleshed out characters and don't mind and don't mind uh, musical interludes in the whole during the whole process I, i'm a fan of musicals so it's a show that's right up my alley and um, yeah, I think I'm going to end it at that. I don't have much more to say. If you have any uh, questions, comments, what have you, you can always reach me at julioformny at protonmail.com. Or you can reach me on my website, juliofromnewyorkshow.com. Go to the contact section there and write to me there. And uh, even though I'm not on the Twitters, if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at at Julio from NY. The only thing that you'll see there now are just postings of the newest episode, but that's pretty much all I'll be using Twitter for. So until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>